Alright, let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, hello and welcome to the Chef Salty Pork Podcast with your host Casey and Sean. We're your weekly home for culinary news, insights, text musings, and everything in between. That's right. You can also catch us recording and streaming on YouTube at Chef Salty Pork Podcast. Please like, comment, and subscribe to get up-to-date notifications of when we are broadcasting live. Like right now. We, yeah. we are live. Um, yeah, NVIDIA is not being Skypey anymore. <laughs> uh, we fig- <laughs> Yeah, it's actually working a little too well. Yeah. They, they rolled out some crazy... Um, like, I, I was reading the patch notes. Is it patch notes still? Or can yeah, it just yeah. updates? Yeah, you know, right, feature, patch notes? feature updates. You know, patch notes. Yeah. And they were, they've even, I think they've put like water sounds too. Like they've finally omitted some of that. Like it, it's insane how crazy um, some of these changes are and taking uh, place quickly. As you can tell right now, like, so like, like we mentioned, we are live. So Sean and I are on a screen, but if you actually look on our physical screens, there's, there's like a little blur thing going on. That is yeah. all done by AI, ladies and gentlemen. It's tracking our... We're, we don't have fancy cameras. It's just, you know, it's doing its thing. And it looks really... It looks real. Yeah. Like, for real. It's, yeah. It's getting significantly better than uh, where in, or where the software was, you know, even this time last year. Yeah. But, you know, just, I'm sure, you know, having to adjust to a COVID world and the demands that um, all these people, um, myself included, you know, kind of work from home and have to, uh, you know, be be on, oh, there goes my other computer, <laughs> be on camera <laughs> for, you know, you're going to want um, software that's really good at, um, I don't know, uh, personalizing your space or, you know, right, uh, right, right. decluttering your space, you know, focusing in on what you need to be focused on, like your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, adjusting for low light conditions um, and uh, the general unprofessional setup that most people have, you know, in their mm. in their actual day to day life. So Correct. kudos to NVIDIA for rolling out this software, which started out as mm-hmm. a bit of a beta into Correct. some easy to use, fully fleshed out tools, man. Mm-hmm. We, we definitely use it every um, every week. But every uh, week, every episode, yeah, man, if, I use it quite a bit. My main work computer was a Windows machine or this Windows machine, as opposed to a, a Mac. I definitely would be using this software every mm-hmm. day for work. Currently, so I, I know we're talking about Nvidia, but it's only mm-hmm. available right now. For um, not PC users, but anyone that has an NVIDIA card, like they finally released it to all NVIDIA cards, even from past ones, I think from like a 300 series um, all the way up to a 3000 series as of current. So if you have an NVIDIA chip in your computer, you're able to use the software for your for yourself. However, if you if you do not, unfortunately, it is not capable yet of integrating with everything else. But I'm sure you can find something else yeah. that is that's pretty much the same, but I know it's right. Uh, but Sean, before we do, um, before we do do start, though, I, I have this one thing I was looking at. I was uh, not a meme, okay. but you know how how it is COVID right now, and how well not not COVID right now, but post COVID, mm-hmm. how we're kind of um, is it is it post COVID? I mean, we're man, still. I don't know, man. This uh, this this Delta variant, man, is making me think <laughs> we're the. <laughs> We're, 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 we're somewhere in the in-between stages, but I guess for yeah. a lack of a better term, we can say we're in a, in a in a post-COVID world. We're still, okay, we're still currently in it, sort of. Like, it, it's a good in-between kind of phrase, right? But um, a lot of this on the Twitter land, actually, and I just pulled one of the, one of the sources out. But on your screen, for everybody to see, um, this is from uh, Chris Evans. Uh, laugh, my, laugh my ass off, y'all. We will do anything except for pay people more money. And it's Fox News. This is from New Jersey, uh, from Crown, uh, from Clark, New Jersey, which is actually like 20, 30 minutes away from here. Applebee's is offering interviews, free appetizers, um, if you were to to go ahead and interview. And actually, so much so, um, I had an experience actually, Sean. Um, I, I was applying for some places. 
And right underneath, on LinkedIn, not not on LinkedIn, but like on pretty much on anywhere, um, there are like sign-in bonuses for kitchens. Sure. You know, for managers, like a thousand, two thousand. I think at, mm-hmm. at one point I saw like like twenty five hundred just to sign up as a sign up bonus. So it's just like, what is going on? Uh, before we do go into it, um, the the main thing for today is culinary school, waste or no. Depends on what we do, but Sean, how do you feel about the sign? How do how do you feel about the industry as a whole right now? Before we go into the details right now, um, well, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about the industry as as a whole. Um, I think obviously with the world, you know, kind of being uh, turned upside down by you know COVID, it's provided. Mm-hmm a big opportunity for the hospitality industry to kind of to, to shift and, you know, really yeah. think about what it's going to take to get um, one people to work in that, continue to work in that space and mm-hmm. also for people to spend money in that space as well. You know, um, at least in the United States, you got a whole year of people learning to, or or some people learning to kind of live without the luxury of, you know, being able to go out to restaurants and bars and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of develop some skills to obviously feed and sustain themselves, you know, in, in, in their homes or, you know, just obviously outside of the, a restaurant. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so... I don't know. Um, there's a lot that could be done to make the industry a better place to 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 work. Um, mm. And I think partially you're starting to see that reflected in things like signing bonuses where there weren't those before. You know, mm. um, the country's in a slightly different place. You know, there's a definitely big social call to action for um, employers to pay more. And if those employers are to pay more, you know, um, obviously the cost of or rather the experience that they're going to provide to their customers in is, is going to be slightly more expensive um, and therefore becomes more on every level, more of a luxury. So mm. as that happens, you know, you got to kind of think about like, all right, well, what experience are you providing to to everyone to be a part of that system? You know, yep. I mean, I know it was a meme that you brought up, you know, at the beginning of this kind of conversation, but yeah, maybe Applebee's needs to, you know, go the extra mile and by mile, I really mean go the extra inches to, you know, present some appetizers to people who are potentially going to be working there. You know, um, I haven't worked at an Applebee's, but I, I haven't either. Kind of believe I have some insight into how much they would be paying, you know, uh, their entry level cooks, and mm. you know the margins are would would have been slim in in the in the past, and even just taking the opportunity to present someone with like a sampling of the wares, uh, you know, that they would be tasked with producing isn't some isn't a step they were going to be willing to do even you know a year and a half prior correct you know so i think um, and i I believe that that you know that that idea scales up and down so like you said when you were in the marketplace looking for you know particular positions with your level of experience you know now there are signing bonuses where there wouldn't have been you know there's a lot of competition to get people who have experience and who are highly skilled and motivated and have, you know, some drive um, and, you know, want to thrive in those spaces and employers are going to have to pay out, you know, at least as of right now, they're going to have to pay out more to attract that talent. You know, some of of which left the industry, you know, because in that year, you know, even people like myself had to look, look, look elsewhere, you know, to, figure out how to, you know, pay bills and, you know, 
provide for their families, you know? Yeah. So no, I often yeah, think yeah, it yeah. too. I, I mean, I, I definitely understand that like this year and next year are definitely going to be real opportunities for the hospitality industry to, to reinvent itself. Mm-hmm. If it's going to, you know, exist going forward and it will, you know, I, I, I still definitely think like, people need to eat. Um, people need to drink, people need to be social, and mm-hmm. the hospitality industry is based upon providing those things at all sorts of different price points. But, you know, no no, no business model is guaranteed, and, you know, to continue to thrive and grow, you're going to kind of have to take a look at your resources, you know, look at the available talent pool. And start to figure mm. out what kind of products you want to put out in the marketplace at a price point that people are going to feel comfortable paying for. You know? I mean, it's just it's just a living wage, right? Like literally, if we just pay enough <laughs> so you can live out, like I think the the median standard is at least forty grand a year for like any household for you to comfortably live in. Now, now, granted, that's a little low. You want to push that up to like fifty five, maybe sixty grand, but like. At least that, like, you know, give give a person that that bit of sanity instead of making them work like fucking 100 hours. But however, big shout out to Lou. Uh, it's COVID yeah. forever. It's What's COVID up, forever, homie? Lou. Hey, man. <laughs> and then wrong. he did also say um, the work-life balance is shot in this industry. Yeah. It really is, as we all know. Um, before even attempting to go to culinary school, make them aware that you're never there for anything out of that involves your family. Hey, that's sure. a true... Sure. That's that a true is a very, right very, there, very, very true statement. You know, I don't know. Do you want to just roll into the topic from there? Because I think like... Oh, no, we definitely could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's making a, a, a significant point there. Um, mm. so, so, you know, we were supposed to be talking about, you know, whether or not culinary school is valuable to, you know, um, exist and thrive in this space. And mm-hmm. as someone who went to culinary school, you know, I'm I'm definitely kind of uh, up and down <laughs> on on, yeah. on on that altogether. Um, one of the most important things that I learned at culinary school is exactly what Lewis just brought up, yeah. which was, and it, and it wasn't a part of the curriculum. You know, I was yeah. looking at my chef professors, um, some of which who I still have uh, good good relationships and, you know, mm-hmm. respected for their, you know, work as educators and as restaurateurs or, you know, different parts of the hospitality industry. But when I looked at them and understood them as, you know, men and women outside of their chef coats, almost to a fault, you know, one thing that they were able to express was like how hard it was to you know, manage a good work-life balance, you know, as, and that was as employees of establishments or as the proprietors of those establishments, you know, what it requires to be a success in that space um, Mm -hmm. is a lot of time that's, you know, off, off center with how the rest of the world kind of operates, you know? No, no, it really is. Cause like, yeah, how to define work-life balance that's like it could be your own thing but like typically what we would say is obviously what i was doing was insane my my work-life balance two months before this i was 100 100 hours a week literally 100 hours a week uh for for almost like a month and a half i was bleeding sean like i I, you can even tell me like when when we were doing our podcast i was so shot i was i was just tired I'm not in my brain. Like who 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 works you 100 hours, and then just kind of takes it. But anyway, yeah, I do have some. I do have some stats in front of my uh, in front mm-hmm. of my face. Before we do go into the the meat and potatoes of it, though, Sean. Now, bef- I don't want to trash your school, but I I am just gonna put some yeah, schools yeah, yeah. out there. I, sure, right? yeah, go for it. Again, like I said, so, I'm of a, a, a few different opinions, but yeah, mm-hmm. you can go with your stats and then I'll finish up. So in 2003. Is when mm-hmm. I graduated high school. Oh my God! Shout out, class of oh, three. Goodness, we feel so um, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, um, two thousand three. Continue, Casey. 
Um, class of 03. Actually, well, you know, I, I, I just turned 16. It was, it was my, I, I, would, be, I would be turning 17 that year. I finished six, uh, 16. I was one of four 16-year-olds that finished that year too. Uh, we were youngins back then. We didn't know any better. Um, however, as, as you know, um, I, I did want it to go to culinary school too. However, at that time, the school that I was looking to, actually, I'm going to pull it up right now, was the Culinary Institute of America. So at that time, and I still remember this, it was $13,000 a year. thirteen grand, 2003. 2003. Sean, can you, can you guess how much it is right now for the Culinary Institute of America per year to go to? And I didn't realize this is like a four-year school. Like I thought it was. Just I mean, like, I guess if just we're just gonna adjust for inflation, you say mm-hmm. twenty twenty grand a semester. Wow, you're you're pretty damn close. So I'll pull it up to the screen right now for 2021, uh, 2022 school admission. As you can see right here, the Culinary Institute of America. Um, currently, uh, obviously, you would want to board and meal because you're you're gonna be living in that in that space right now. But the general the general fee is roughly twenty thousand dollars as of right now. Now that's not if you're I'm in New Jersey, obviously I would have to travel over, so that's other expenses, XYZ, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can this would probably average twenty five grand a year. And this is one of the most popular schools out there. This is one sure. of the most coveted, et cetera. Uh, moving on, I do have a couple more here for this is Le Cordon Blue Institute. Um, I couldn't find the actual like um, fee for the North American side. However, the European side, as you can see right here, twenty nine thousand pounds. I think that roughly translates like thirty two grand here a year, which is ridiculous. Um, that's expensive. Okay. Um, and these fees include application fee fifteen grand, or pounds. I don't I don't know what that converts to. Uh, your own willing knife kit uniform, etc. They 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 take care of you, but it's a pricey it's a pricey thing. I do have two more here, Sean. Uh, this is Johnson and Wales program. Uh, if you look up any of the schools for culinary, this is one of the top ones over here too. And right now, I'm not sure. This is the only reference I could find. There's no specific thing for an actual culinary. Like if you're just going there for culinary, this is your fee. But right now, per academic year, is thirty five grand for uh, Johnson and Wales. I think this is this is their updated one. Yeah, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, unless otherwise noted. That's ah, like who who has that? Who has that dough? You know what I'm saying? And then finally, one of the most coveted ones. Um, this is the Escofia School of Culinary Arts in Boulder, Colorado. I think this is more of like um, it's 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 like the the Bergen Community College. Here in New Jersey, you know, Um, and they have a a more decent price of eight grand a year. Obviously, depending on what city or town or state you're in, that's all different. But it's um, it's it's a high it's a high bar like that's that's just to learn how to cook. Sean, knowing those fees, though, do you think that they really they should have just made a um not a charter school. What's that school I'm looking for? Like like a technical school, but like um, what's that word? What's that um thing I'm looking for? Like um, ah, uh, brain fart, Sean. But you're going to school for a trade, like a trade school. Oh my god. Okay. Do you think it should have been that instead of anything else for culinary? Because it's it's a specific I mean, I enough. Like a, it's a that that is a, a question that can be. Impact in a lot of different ways. I mean, you know, fundamentally, you're kind of talking about um, how higher education works in the United States all around, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're a capitalist society. You know, you can you can pay more or less for a lot of different things. You know, mm-hmm. um, in some institutions, um, you're going to pay for access um to a legacy (laughs) you know and and the standing of that particular institution you know um in some places i mean you can pay for you know just access to information 
Um, you know, as someone who went to Le Cordon Bleu and, you know, the education kind of falling somewhere in the median between um, the, the, mm. like the, the high end and the low end there, you know, what I can say about my time with the school and ultimately what it prepared me to do, like, I thought the value ended up being fair. Um, okay. But what I would say my major takeaways from that time would be the same of which I would say most people would say about um, an institution that they spent a lot of time and effort in, which is, yeah, it's about the information that you're imparting, you know, Um, but mostly it's about um, the opportunity to kind of test yourself against what you thought you might be capable of. And also Mm -hmm. to kind of foster relationships with people who are already in the industry and other people around you that are kind of motivated to to move in in that particular direction at that particular point in their life. And because of that, you know, I feel like it was valuable, but also I could say, like, depending on what you're looking to get from um, the hospitality industry overall it might not necessarily be the best path for everyone to take Mm -hmm. you know the one thing that is good about the hospitality well not the one thing but one of the things that is good about the hospitality industry is that it provides a lot of on-ramps for people you know Mm -hmm. in in an establishment and you you and i both know right you can be working alongside people who are well this is um their top of the line let's close that computer for a second uh you know their top of the line priority you know they're going to be the individuals that are going to be able like yourself right who could Mm. see themselves dedicating hundreds you know 100 hours in a week to getting you know obviously the health of the business that they're a part of but also about building those skills um you Mm. know you're going to have other people who are doing it part-time other people who are kind of you know, um, somewhere in between, you know, and be because of that. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I definitely wouldn't say like if this was, if, if, if existing in the hospitality industry wasn't something that you were inclined to do, you know, and make a career of, I would not mm-hmm. tell someone to specifically spend their 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 money on education, you know, in, in one of those institutions. Because I think that, like, you could still, if you want to apply yourself, you could probably, mm-hmm. and you could, no, you definitely could learn the skills you need to, you know, do your job. Um what the education can provide is, I don't say um, like a stepping stone, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it could provide like a stepping stone maybe to some opportunities, uh, you know, for advancement, you know, that might not necessarily be there for someone who doesn't also have that same you know, level of education and also the networking, right? Like you you mentioned the CIA, right? Like if someone were to come in to your establishment, you know, and they had that education um, or were a part of that network, you know, I believe that, you know, you might have a slightly different expectation of their, um, their skill than maybe someone who didn't. But also, no, no, again, right, like you'd, you'd also have a different expectation of someone else's skill who was in the trade for X amount of years as opposed to who, someone else who just came fresh out of any institution, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's so. you're more going for, for experience, like as if, you it know, depends. you're going to prepare yourself, kind of. I, you know? I think ultimately it depends on, you know, what you're hiring for and, you, you, you know, because... There could be someone who is educated in management theory, right? 
mm-hmm. um, that might be more apt for a position than someone who has been like a great line cook for 15 years. Uh, right. Like it, it's just, correct, you know, and, and, and conversely, uh-huh. right. Like, look, like uh, I might go for that person with like X years of proficiency at this one skill, as opposed to someone where it's all theoretical, mm. you know? So yeah, I wouldn't say to, that it that culinary school was a waste of even as someone who's kind of transitioned away from from that industry, you know, at this time, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it was a waste, but I would definitely think like, hey, um, if if you if you really don't see yourself making a career in that space, it, it might be better to spend your money in on education in a different way. Or at least mm-hmm. the opportunities in a different way. Yeah, uh, Lou did just say a thirty-five k a year. That's a lot of burritos you have to sell. That is um, true. And also, he would never recommend this industry. A good way to make quick cash if you are serving, but other than that, I wouldn't. That's another issue we'll tackle a different day. And, and that's and I know. that's it too, right? Like like I was mentioning, like there's a whole lot of different ways to kind of you know get on board and you know, make some money in this particular industry. But I mm-hmm. think as things existed pre-COVID, um, typically the back of the house positions are not paid the best. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, bro, you know, we were... and, and, you know, for a lot of people that are going to go through the culinary school track, like, you know, they're going to be walking into entry po- entry-level positions with a huge burden from school, if they, you know, if they didn't have the resources to pay for it outright, you know, and also be working into an industry where they're not going to get paid a lot up front, you know, so you know that's also something to consider all around. Now, I think I believe from from what I can <laughs> remember, the average pay, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, when we started together. Uh, a while ago, um, I want to say the average the, we would we would hire average cooks at like eleven fifty an hour. I think that was the average back then, and then we we slowly moved that up. Now um, you would be you'd be surprised to 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 have like a a specific kind of skill set in some years. Your starting average now is like around seventeen eighteen. Where those rates back then used to be our managerial uh, rates, um, and it's just it, it's insane. Just just think of this a seven year difference between then and now. Um, not even seven years, even even longer. But it's just it's it's quite a bit, you know. And people really do need to to understand too. And unless. I don't want to get into management because like it's a it's a different feel. But uh, the most common thing after you get out of school, right? Um, specifically for culinary school, your average average rate as of right now is like fourteen, fifteen bucks, maybe if you're decent enough, right? And, that, and we're talking you know, with the push for minimum wage to to move up. Obviously, that's gonna move up as well. Hmm. And then this is a this is a good question for Lou. Here's a question for you guys: If you could go back to you, sixteen year old self, would you recommend culinary school? Uh, I mean, I would. I didn't go to school uh, to culinary school, so yeah, I'm I would say at it. sixteen, I was not considering this at all. Honestly, mm-hmm. at sixteen, you know, I thought I would be working. Um, I was rather gearing myself to work in a capacity similar to what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if I were to hop in the DeLorean and go back to the late <laughs> 90s, I probably wouldn't specifically tell myself to do that. But, mm. you know, for all of the positive things that have kind of happened in my life around going down that career path for the time that I did, I, I guess mm. I would tell myself, yeah, man, you should do that. Like, you know, yeah. you're going to you're gonna meet some of the most interesting people you're ever going to come in contact with. You know, it's going to mm-hmm. provide an opportunity to, you know, uh, meet meet your wife and have your kids. <laughs> you, you know, it's like none of that stuff does it. Well, you know, it doesn't happen in the same way if if I don't take that opportunity. Um, 
But yeah, specifically for the, the, the career ambitions, yeah, I probably would not tell myself at 16 to do that. And here's another one from Lua. Dishwasher should be the highest paid position in a restaurant. For, for people that do not know, can I just tell you what dishwashers have to go through? Um, as a dishwasher, former dishwasher, both of us here, um, you know, you would come in the morning, you would set the line, you would clean up, you would preset any fine details pretty much. This is just cleaning, bro. Like you're in the you're in the nitty gritty, you're you're down there, and then once the the produce like orders come in or like any of the orders, you're there to receive it. You're doing that, and during service, you're running plates back into uh, to the line, etc. You're literally handling the most expensive gear in the restaurant, uh, and that's china. And you're you're for for the person that is the least paid. You have the most ridiculous amount of tasks to do in a restaurant. Um, I always look. I will always look out for dishwashers, no matter what. I mean, even even so much so in our in our restaurant, like how many times did we go back there to the dish and we bump it out ourselves sure. just to sure. ease up like a little bit sure. on on the night shift or in the morning shift? Um, any extra food, literally go to dish. We we would tell staff, give it to give it to dish right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, who, who cares about my other cooks, you know? Definitely of the, the the mindset and understanding that, you know, every job everywhere should be paid <laughs> a livable <laughs> wage and, you know, um, treated with respect and dignity, you know, um, mm-hmm. especially those positions that are as crucial and thankless as that of the the average dishwasher in, um, mm. in, in an establishment. Oh, this is a funny one. Ruin many institutes doing that with you guys. Hey man, shout yeah. out to, shout out to Lou. Shout you're out to homie Lou, right. man. You're absolutely, true. you're absolutely right. But I was always Bro, that, uh, willing to roll up those sleeves mm-hmm. and get in there and get it done. But we had to do it because we were the managers, you know, that, 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 that was our task. That was for sure. what was for sure. And you know, not that necessarily every um, every position that you're going to do is gonna provide you with some humility in real time, but mm. you know, this is definitely some of the um, hum, you know humbling and you know focus tasks that you know I was handling <laughs> on a regular basis. You know, depending mm. on what we you know what we had going on in in, in our establishment, so. You know, always appreciated everyone who stepped up to, you know, either do it on a consistent basis or, you know, mm-hmm. spot up to to help out when it needs to get done. But yeah, critical now, critical part of every of, of any establishment. Question to you. When yeah. you were in school, can you still remember what they told you guys like before graduating or anything even before starting the curriculum? Is there some kind of thing that stood out of your brain? When they're like, did they ever tell you no? Like that's what I'm. That's what I'm what trying to get mean? at. Because we, well, so let me share this with you. So, okay. uh, if you can remember, Connor and Rachel both went to the same school, sure. right? Uh, the, obviously, different years. What's how? Uh, what not? Um, they, I, I still remember this. They mentioned to us, or to me rather, um, and whoever was listening at the time, um, that some of their professors would tell them, um, "Who do you think?" Um, is going to get through with this, um, with the culinary program, raise your hand. And then everybody pretty much raised their hand because they're there for the same reason. And then as soon as everybody participates, the, the professor would then actually say, I can bet you right now over 85% of you guys either would be, become front of house or quit entirely because of the ridiculous life that you're about to live. You, you need to understand why um, uh, the pay is not there. Uh, when you graduate, you're working 12, 15 hours, literally per shift. And you're not, you, you don't have the full capacity yet because you've, you, you've technically have like the soft skills in school. You're not in a professional line just yet. So you don't know what that stress level is. Sure. So I'm wondering in your schooling, did, did any of the professors ever mention some kind of something like that? And yeah, life? yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, they did that, um, I don't know, cliche, look to your left, look to your right. 
you know, one of these people is not going to be their thing. And, you know, it bore out to be true over the course of the program. Um, it bore out to be true, you know, in the almost decade or so since, you know, I was in, in mm-hmm. culinary school when I just like I said, think about some of my classmates um, and colleagues and who's still in the industry, you know, kind of bears out to be true. And also, like I said, the, the, the biggest examples it bore out to be true in terms of the, the faculty, the, you know, the chef professors there, like, Mm. It was no secret that they had transitioned from being in those spaces for the same reasons that, you know, people leave, which is like, you know, the 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 hours are long, the wear on your body is significant, you know, the time away from your family, if you have one, is significant, you know, mm. um, there's all sorts of issues with like work-life balance and and health and substance Mm. abuse you know for some of the younger chef professors you know some had um you know just kind of realized they were on the wrong career trajectory you know some of the older Mm. ones were just like look i got all these years in this industry and i could retire with like you know benefits and tenure doing this other thing and that always stuck out in my mind which was you know some people are gonna be in it till till the end you know Uh, i i kind of knew that you know there was only gonna be so long that i was gonna be able to commit myself to 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 that end and you know things change when you have a family right like you know it it Mm. speeds up some of the process slows down some of the process but it speeds up some of the process and you know no no shade to anyone else who continues to do it because there's a lot of reasons to continue to do it and it's one thing that i commend you for and you know some of the things that we talk about when we're not necessarily on this show about you know how you want to grow and you want to develop and you know kind of build your own thing like Mm. that is a rewarding endeavor that I would never dissuade anyone with the passion and commitment um, for Mm. the work to not do. But also you can't walk into that without the, with with blinders as well. Right. You know, you would be up against some of the same challenges that those chef professors who decided to go in a different direction went up as well too. Right. You know, like the responsibility is you it's on you, you know, like yeah. you're going to be hoping that you can bring in, you know, build a quality team of people that move with the same intentions and have the same respect for your process and vision when you're in the building, and when you're not. And, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to be at the mercy of a marketplace that's hopefully healthy and thriving and not sidelined by a hundred year pandemic that, you know, settles in and, you know, throws everything asunder. You know, yeah. you're, you're hoping that, you know, your vision for um, food or drink meshes with whatever community that you decide to put your walls up next to, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you also have to deal with your health and, you know, the health of your your family and your community as well. And, you know, try to balance all of those things. It's not for the faint of heart, um, but it certainly couldn't be rewarding for those people who or those, those individuals that, you know, are truly committed to it and are willing to, you know, um, hedge their bets and sacrifice here for, you know, a a, a greater return over here. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's what, you know, people just need to do just, just in general. Yeah. So Lou is saying that out of his class of 47, (laughs) he has one of three remaining and he kept in touch with his class. I could, it's it's a true statement, man. Like it's quite a bit. Uh, you'll hear this over and over again, and yeah. it's not it's not necessarily want to be a dead horse. And I, sure. I don't want you, I don't want you to think that culinary is such a such an intense endeavor. However, you need to understand what you're getting into. Yeah. Okay? Um, the pay is not there right away. It really won't be at all for years. And we're talking, bro. We're talking like 10, 15 years. Okay. This is gonna take a while. Because you need to you need to hone your skills. One, um, two, you need to learn quite a few quite a few cuisines and how they kind of work about on flavors. 
more specifically, we're, we're talking about the big three. We're talking Italian, French, American. These are the top three kind of flavors in, in the United States. So you kind of need to understand how to all place together. And then you can start branching out in any of the other ones because you have said skills. This will help you. Be- this will benefit you no matter where you go. Like, I, yeah, I can cook Italian. I can cook. Uh, I can cook French. I can cook American. That's that's pretty much your standard. You need to know how to do that. Um, four, you need to understand the the hours. Just the the physical hours alone um, for you to to learn. You're standing all day. You're you're carrying shit. Um, you're you're wet. Um, there's no such thing as hey, can I take a like a like a five minute break? Uh, okay, sure. That that's not for here. You barely sit down. Uh, when you do eat, you got to take it to the back, not on the line, because it's it's unacceptable. Uh, it's unsanitary. You, you can't be, you know, just chomping away. I mean, OK, granted, we do chomp away <laughs> uh, on the line most of the time. Um, but obviously we clean it up. Um, and I think the the main thing, though, Sean, I think this is where people get in their heads. Um, you're not going to be you're not going to be the next fucking Gordon Ramsay. Like you're you're really not. Okay, you're not gonna be on TV. Um, you're you're not gonna be the next celebrated chef. That if you're if that's what you're aspiring to be right off the bat, um, I think you're um, I think you're in it for the wrong reasons. It's it's a hard grind, and you need to understand that. Um, lots of lots of sleepless nights. Lots of um, lots of holidays not spent with your family. That's a that's the biggest one for me uh, when I first started. My I think my first full year. At the um, at the Chinese restaurant I used to work for years ago, um, I was like, "What do you mean we're off? Thank, uh, we're not off Thanksgiving. Like literally, they were open the entire year." I was like, "What do you mean? Everybody else is off." I didn't understand this as a as an eighteen year old, you know, because everybody society says you know you're off Thanksgiving, um, you know, sometimes Memorial Day, you know, uh, there there's things in the calendar that you can spend with your family, like most people do. We don't because those are busy times in our restaurant and for years i i, I don't want to say i was i i kind of shut off from my friends but i i couldn't i i sacrificed those those years you know like all those times where oh man you know we would love to have you christmas eve yeah it just there's no way i we're we're gonna make like 30 grand that day like we're gonna st- i'm gonna be there you know 14 15 hours um i'll see you the next day maybe maybe if that and that's just being me single. Imagine if you have a kid, if you got a mortgage. It's a, like the regular shit that most people have. Um, that just becomes exponential. Like it, it's just so much time <clears throat> and effort to put into space. And if you're not in the right mindset, I think that will that will fuck you up. That's the main thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and then Sean, the um, kind of not 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 like a. Not like a thing. How do you how do you feel about speed? <laughs> I don't I don't mean cocaine. What? <laughs> <laughs> so when we were when we were kind of learning the menu, if you can if you can remember this, uh, when we both started, when we were groundlings, um, how did you differentiate speed to technicality? Did you focus more on speed or did you focus more on execution? What is your what was your frame of mind? I only say this. Because after this is my twentieth year, by the way, um, December eleventh is my when I first started twenty years ago. But anyway, um, I think that it had it has to be more speed. It can't be just I know how to do this technically. This is how it needs to be sliced. Yes and no. As long as it's consistent enough, I prefer speed more than anything else. How do you feel about that? I feel like it depends. Um, it depends on the task, uh, but but ultimately, what I feel like is um, when you're learning to do anything, you need to learn how to do it correctly, and then be provided with the flexibility to find efficiencies that can maintain the quality of whatever you're trying to produce. Okay. You know, it's like so we're in the same boat. Same so. Boat. Perfect example, right? Like if we put a cucumber on a cutting board, right? And I just say like make some slices, right? Like you can um, and, and you just think of like your 
I don't know, your old school TV cooking segment on the news, right? And some chef, he's just whack, 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 banging the, the knife on the cutting board and just cutting up. The, it's like, well, yeah, that guy is, that guy or gal is, you know, has good knife skills that have been built up over years. It is not just mm. simply banging on the counter to get things done right like if mm. you were to slow down those knife those knife strikes you're gonna see like a clear cutting motion right like these mm. the, the, the the pieces of the, the the vegetable are gonna be sliced for the most part you know uniformly and evenly mm. you know that doesn't just come from from nowhere right like there was some practice and some effort and some intentionality that gets you to that point so mm. I think it's best, you know, provided on, you know, whatever, you know, what the product that you're trying to produce that you're trying to do it correctly and then mm. you work on your speed. You okay. know, like, because I, I, I just feel That's, like people are naturally going to do that. Like if, if they care about what they do, they're going to find the efficiencies in, in, in their process. And um, once you own that, and you can repeat it, then you can teach it to someone else. And, you know, it just makes for efficiencies that kind of scale, scale up and down. It's a hell of a drug. Yes, yes I know. I, 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 was try, I was trying, I was trying to, I was trying to voice my, I was like, I couldn't, I was just like, speed. How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> But um, can, I, can I follow up on, on, on yeah, something yeah, we were yeah. talking about a little bit earlier? So, um, you know, when we were talking about the, the, the trade-offs of, like, working in the hospitality industry and some of the sacrifices that, you know, people make, like, these are, these are not things that are just uh, specific to the hospitality industry. Um, so I've been reading this book. It's called Press Reset. It's by uh, Jason Schreier. And he is a, um, a reporter for a few different uh, outlets that is specifically covering, like, um, the video game industry and specifically kind of, like, uses his platform to tell stories about, like, video game development. And there's a lot of parallels there um, with the, the the pitfalls of work, work-life balance for um, software engineers um, that are looking to you know, kind of start out in the industry, you know, mm -hmm. they pay a lot for education, you know, a lot of the people that get into the industry are really passionate, you know, they're mm -hmm. kind of willing up front to get paid um, significantly less, and, you know, they're tasked with creating these, like, um, mammoth works on tight budgets and in, in, with a lot of crunch, and, you know, as people who, you know, like to enjoy the fruits of their labor, you know, play video games or, you know, in the hospitality industry, you know, eat the food and drink the drink, you know, sometimes it can be lost, the, you know, on, on the consumer, the sacrifices that it takes to kind of create these, these things and repeat them, you know, so just wanted to kind of pull that as a, as an example <laughs> <laughs> Lucel said, "Tell him to fix Apex's server." See, this is this is exactly one of those things, right? Like someone will be tasked with doing that, right? And you know, you want it done now, and someone will be trying to get, you know, will try to get cracking on on making that happen. But you know, to to fix those servers, right, is going to require, you know, um, if it were about a work-life balance maybe you could get that done with more engineers working you know um, more a more palatable uh workload right but for mm -hmm. the most part like other businesses you're going to try to get it done for you know with the, with the least labor impact so it's probably going to mm -hmm. be done with people who are kind of pushed to their limits uh to get those uh changes and fixes rolled out as, as soon as possible and, you know, for a lot of individuals, man, you know, it's those long nights in the office, you know, missing hey. missing weekends. And especially when it comes down to producing these titles toward the end of their deadlines, you know, a lot of 
a lot of sacrifice. So, you know, I just, I just didn't want to leave things where, you know, the idea of, you know, sacrificing for, uh, you know, a passion career is specific to the hospitality industry. No, this is, you know, um, an issue that society kind of needs to uh, fix, fix in mass, you know, so mm-hmm. people are able to, again, you know, produce, but also have balance to their to their lives, you know, despite uh, working top. on... Um, um, on, on, on access with the typical nine to five, you know, schedule, you know, that's not, it's not going to yeah. be for everyone. You know, some, obviously some, some industries just can't work that way, but you know, it still needs to be balanced for, for people to be able to work safely and enjoy their time away from work. And, uh, one other final statistic is specifically for the, um, in our industry, um, drugs is just it's yeah, just man. abused like crazy. It's just it's second nature. Um, it's not that it's not like we we want to, um, but it's more akin to you know the, the stupid late nights. The, when I say late night, like eighteen hours, you're doing it day in day out. Um, the stupid pay, um, and then you you need to perform during service when you're getting wrecked. Like how you need to have crazy mental stability uh, to be in the kitchen, um, and all that just kind of leads into you know uh, substance abuse. Um, so I guess the, in our in our final moments, though, Sean, I, I do want to close with this. Here's what I would say to sixteen year old version of me, right? I would say, Case, are you ready to work twelve to fourteen hours? Um, have crappy pay. For years on end, um, your your managers will treat you like shit because you don't know anything. Um, you're not gonna see your your parents really or your friends for holidays because those are the days we're gonna work um, in the restaurant. Uh, you can't necessarily call out because people will make you feel bad. Management will make you feel bad because that's just the nature of the business. Um, and then for you to move up, like it's going to take ten to fifteen years, pretty much. Uh, you need to learn a lot of cuisines. Do you still want to do it? I think that's how I think that's how everybody should start that that phrase, and then really take it in. And if if your end answer is still yes, like I've been doing it twenty years now, or will be twenty years this December, um, I think I think you I think you've won it <laughs> just by working it every year. Um, but it's it's just going to cost you. Literally a, a few arms and and some legs, maybe some eyeballs, um, half of your heart, and hopefully you don't end up, you know, being wasted and just uh, it's a tough business. That's all I gotta say. Just, just, just really want it. That's all I. That's all I really can say to to my former self. Uh, for anybody that's listening right now, it's just really, 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 really want it. Um, because if you can't last like a couple of weeks and you have thoughts of why the fuck I'm doing this, um, I think you should quit. <laughs> Look, man, I think <laughs> you're hilarious. I think, um, introspection is, um, medical industry that, too, yeah. you know, you should not, um, take for granted. And if you have the opportunity to, to take some time and think about what you what you want and what you uh, would like to do, and you know you have the opportunity to to, to kind of make those moves, then then take them. You know, um, mm. you only got now. You know, you don't you don't necessarily know what tomorrow is going to bring, but but take them. Um, if I were to look back at sixteen year old me, you know, um, I'm definitely telling. Uh, Sean in 1998 maybe don't buy those N64 games and sit on uh, just those funds alone and buy some Dogecoin it's not going to make any sense now but it'll make some sense later Um, got it but my question for you Casey and this is um, I don't know do you think right that 16 year old you would be willing to listen to 
30-something-year-old you? So here's the thing. Yeah. I, I, I already have the question. Yes. You know why? Why? Because I, I, know, I know myself. I, I am that person. Like I, okay. I am one to take advice. I'm not one to... I, I'm, I'm always that person to, to take it all in first and then kind of make my plan. However, no one fucking said it to me. 16 years ago sure um so i went ahead full steam i still i really wanted it um I, all because my grandmother needed somebody to to help her cook and that was the main my main my main drive all these years and then when i finally came into america um sean i mentioned this to you um late night on food network 8 p.m every fucking day emerald lagasse live the man is my hero I wanted to be him. I, I really wanted to be that badass dude in the kitchen, cooking up a storm, having a fun time. And then I got the taste of it. It wasn't a fun time. I wasn't cooking up a storm. I was in the back prepping, washing dishes till like 11, 12 o'clock at night. And it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but would you, would yourself, would you, would your past self take that advice if you were to say it to him? Yeah, I think so. Because I think back um, to that point in my life and how receptive I was to people that seemed like they had their shit going on. You mm -hmm. know, so I'm thinking back to definitely when I was 16 and not that not going to, um, you know, uh, college was something that was 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 like, like my parents were not going to like not let that happen. But mm. um I definitely remember having a conversation uh, or this information being imparted to me when I was, when I was younger. And um, I remember uh, someone saying like, dude, would you like a million dollars? I'd like a million dollars. And he was like, well, I could definitely get you a million dollars. And I'm like, how? And he was just like, go to college. And he was like, look, you're, gonna be in the you're gonna have the possibility to make like 30k more a year for the next mm. 30 years of your life if you just do this thing so mm. do the thing you know and um you know everyone's road to that process is going to be different you know i have i had my you know my my bumps but eventually you kind of if you if you're fortunate enough um, you know, you can be provided with the opportunity to kind of find the right fit, you know, as far as education for, for you. And, you know, mm. hopefully opportunity bears out where, you know, there's the potential to, to, to make that extra scratch. So I think seeing as how that particular bit of advice stood out to me, I think I would have been receptive to someone who looked like me. Okay. Saying, hey, man, do this. And also, I like Back to the Future a lot. So, like, the idea of me <laughs> coming back to tell me to do something. You're like, yes. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Where's my hoverboard? <laughs> so, the final question, Sean. Yeah. Um, culinary school. <laughs> yay. Yay or nay? Yes or no? Um, I'm going to say... Maybe <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like I made, I made my point throughout okay. the show, which is uh, the value of education isn't necessarily always going to just be measured in the information that you get um, in your classrooms and your in, in your seminars. You know, mm -hmm. um, some of it is, or yeah, some of it is just going to be in the in the network that you built. You know, the people mm -hmm. that you come in contact with. Um, the the opportunity to kind of think in different ways and, you know, prove you're capable of doing something that you otherwise wouldn't have been doing. And mm -hmm. I think, like, when you put all those things together, like, those are uh, lessons and um, experience that can propel you as you try to do new and different things in your life. Like, you'll always have in your bag that, like, I did yeah. this thing. So I could probably do something else like that's that's I would say like part of part of what gives me confidence in trying something else out. It's like, man, I didn't I didn't even know how to do that. And then I was able to mm. succeed in that space. You know, I took a chance on myself and was able to 
you know, make something, you know, turn it into some measure of success. So, you know, I believe that in, you know, within reason, you know, I could probably do that again. And, you know, some of that, you know, just comes down to having, being fortunate to have good um, educational um, experiences. So I would not want to take that from anyone. So I guess I'm going to go back to your question and say, yay. I'm going to say yay. But we can also just change culinary school to any other kind of uh, education. Correct. It can be, it can be literally anything else. It's just. You, I believe you need to understand what you're getting into. I think that's my, that's my main. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that's that's my main. For sure. That's my main for thought sure. of this. Um, yeah, man. Good mentorship I think they should tell is, you. Is, is key. That is that yeah. is key as well. Like you know, you want people, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, maybe in your space that can like you know provide you with um, some understanding and some context. Because I mean, you st- ultimately mm-hmm. you're still gonna have to make your own decisions and you'll have your own opportunities. Yeah. But um, being able to bounce ideas off of people you know in 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 moving in that same direction is uh Mm. definitely important especially if they're a bit further ahead in the process than you um i think for me though sean truthfully it's still no okay yeah yeah, yeah. i think there's there's, i think the the truth is there's no wrong answer to that Mm, right correct there is no wrong answer definitely i think for the experience that i lived through in, in my brain I'm going to say no. Um, even even at a 16-year-old me, <clears throat> only because I think it was pure, I think it was pure monetary issue. I, I just couldn't afford it, one. And then two, I was like, can I just, can I just really start and just learn it? So my, my, final, my final answer is no, because I was hungry enough to want to become the the top chef or the exec chef, I think that's my that's my final answer. But yeah, you gotta be so culinary to school. Class. You know, the, it doesn't have to be culinary school. It could be a lawyer, could be a doctor, could be an engineer, whatever. Replace that. There, you you just need to be hungry enough. Um, school or not, that's up to you. That's totally whatever you you get out of it. <laughs> but I think. I think it's a it's a per diem base, not just everybody. However, that is how we feel. Nothing too crazy. Um, hopefully, that doesn't get you down. Okay, I, I don't want people to be just like, oh man, Damn now man. these two chefs are telling us fucking, or you're gonna tell us we're gonna miss all these days. You can't even request off, FYI. We're <laughs> 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 just scared, scared them. Um, if you call loud, they'll make you feel bad. Like it's just. Uh, it's just it's just a hassle altogether. But hopefully you find an employer. Who cares? That I think that's another thing too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, also you know you hope that uh, society uh, changes in time to protect the people that are working in these capacities as well. You know, like again, there's a lot of um, a lot of things that people take for granted in other uh, fields or trades, you know, that didn't happen without people, you know, um, leveraging their their time and being advocates for people working in those spaces to kind of share in and enjoy, you know. Mm. All right. That's it, people. Be safe. Don't go crazy. Please get vaccinated. The Delta um little component here is it's whipping everybody's ass yeah um, man. please we don't need that's any it. more deaths that's it man but um Give vax wear your mask be safe i know that sean you want to close this out as yeah we, uh, yeah 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 uh before i get into the normal intro the outro intro outro i, I definitely want to give a, a big shout out to my folks for um you know kind of staying with me through the process right like i said like everyone's road to education uh you know kind of has some on road you know on 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 roads and off roads and you know Mm. they were willing to you know support me in the ways that they could as i figured out what i wanted to do you know and Mm. uh, continue to support me in in that endeavor differently but in that endeavor too so you know, uh, definitely a big, big, big shout out to them, you know, and mm. also to my lovely wife for uh, putting up with all those missed 
holidays and not divorcing me. <laughs> I but would we, know. But, yeah, but, but she, but, she but, would but, tell but, me. But we in here, the face. but we here now. But we here now. We're here now. Um, uh, yeah. So after that uh, outro. You've been listening to the Chef Salty Podcast with Casey and Sean. This podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. You can find video of these episodes streaming and archived on YouTube at Chef Salty Pork. Reach us by email at askchefsalty at gmail.com. You can reach me directly on Twitter at MetroCardX. Thank you for listening through all of that. <laughs> Glad you stayed with us this week. And hopefully we hear you, you know, hear from you. And you're hearing us again next week. Yeah. Um, Loki, Sean's wife used to come into the restaurant and be like, Case, you know what next week is? <laughs> I need Sean off. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to me. You know, you need, you, look, Ugh. everyone needs a strong advocate in their, in their corner. You know? I do. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen. Peace out, internet. <laughs>